0: And in the process of saying it, it was about really feeling it. That was my experiment. That was my challenge that I laid out to myself, was to really, really feel it. And to feel it, or to tap into that feeling that we have when we look upon our most dearest loved one. And actually, maybe even deeper than that, to kind of tap into how we would want others to look upon that person that we love so dearly. Welcome back to season six of the podcast that's all about deepening our self-awareness with self-compassion to help us make and manage deep and lasting change. I'm Henny, an author and personal change coach, and together with my guests, I'll be exploring themes and topics to challenge our thinking underpinned by a bedrock of self-care. Settle in and listen. This is a time to rest and reflect and see where the episode takes you. So I'm recording this episode on the back end of the storms that have been sweeping across Britain for the last few days. And it's meant that I can't use my normal um, bit of software that I use to do the recording so I'm having to be creative and uh, experimental and as you will know if you ever have listened to the podcast before everything is an experiment so things might look a little bit different they might sound a little bit different and um, hopefully that's okay and just remember that this was the only way really to get an episode uh, published this week because wi-fi has been extremely sporadic for the last week or so and this is the only way to actually get something recorded and hopefully get it out to you um, on Sunday as we normally do. So today's episode is called You're Beautiful. Now just to be clear that this isn't anything to do with James Blunt or his song of that title and I'm really really sorry if it now gives you an earworm which is what is going through my head having had that thought myself. Um, But instead today's offering is really an invitation and it is an invitation to join me in a delicious, delightful experiment. A delicious, delightful experiment that can also bring a whole series of challenges, but I think it's worth exploring nonetheless. So a few years ago, I began an experiment. And at the time I commuted into the city of London where I used to work. Um, It was almost two hours travel each way. So I had lots of opportunity to try lots of different things on the journey as I began an ongoing exploration of how we can make enormous inner shifts through apparently small changes. Um, Obviously using myself as a guinea pig And there are two of these experiments that have really stuck with me, though there were many others that I played with at the time. Um, One of them I I think I've actually talked about here before, and it's not really the focus for today, but it might be useful to share, might be interesting. Um, So I had realised that I always used to sit in the same seat if possible on the train when I was commuting. I'd always stand at the same place on the platform, Uh, I'd always get into the same carriage, I'd always go to the same set of four seats at the same table and generally speaking sat in the aisle seat facing the direction of travel and if I wasn't able to do that it used to really throw me, used to disrupt my Uh, status quo or my equilibrium for the day and so when I started to notice that and I was becoming interested in this idea of creating these inner shifts and how small changes can really support us I began to deliberately disrupt my day and actually it's the thing that um really inspired the chapter in the Heart of Change book called Beautiful Disruption, this idea that we can create disruption in our day in a way that then supports us in managing other changes that we have um, perhaps happening around us in our life or other changes that we want to uh, create for ourselves. Um, the other sort of aspect to that as well was not only did I used to get onto uh, a different carriage, sit at a different table, sit at a different seat, I even experimented with not sitting facing forward. I mean, this was like you know, shock horror that was possible. Um, but I also found that I started chatting with people on the train, which kind of uh, threw one of my dear friends, who used to travel with me quite a lot. <laughs> um, but, you know, you sit in a different carriage, you see different faces, and uh, and sometimes you spark up really lovely conversations. So that felt to me like a real bonus. Um, but the other thing that I would do is I'd walk from the train station to the office, taking a different route or I'd mix up the route um, rather you know if I notice I was getting into a, a pattern of always going the same way I'd then mix it up and take a different route and in London in the city in London particularly there are lots of little back alleys and really interesting um, cut-throughs and things um, that I just started to explore and and would find different routes through so so that was one of the experiments that really really served me I think it it kind of took me out of that comfort zone that I got very very stuck in and and meant that I just became a little bit softer about disruption Um, and I saw that it definitely had a knock-on effect for me at work Um, at the time I was working uh, quite a a big, you know, big what does that mean job in the city, and um, it actually helped me with dealing with disruptions that would sort of come at me um, through the day. So that's one thing. Now, the other experiment that really sat with me, and I, I know where this came from, it feels like it was one of those things that just um, welled up inside and one day I just began a different experiment and it was about looking at strangers. So people on the street, people on the train, um, people in cafe where I went to get my coffee and seeing them, really, fully seeing them, not staring, but just seeing them. And mentally saying to myself, well, saying to that person, really, you're beautiful. Regardless of who they were, regardless of how they looked, regardless of how they were dressed, regardless of all of my unconscious and conscious biases. So I would just notice them, see them and say quietly in my own head, you are beautiful. Now this was an acknowledgement of the beauty that we all have inside, regardless of who we are. That depth of humanity that we all have, regardless of who we are. And in the process of saying it, it was about really feeling it. That was my experiment, that was my challenge that I laid out to myself, was to really, really feel it and to feel it or to tap into that feeling that we have when we look upon our most dearest loved one. And actually maybe even deeper than that to kind of tap into how we would want others to look upon that person that we love so dearly. And I think this experiment is about getting out of our own way and really sinking into the part of us that feels that deep connection with others. Now it can be incredibly hard to do. I am not going to lie. This was not easy. And on the streets of London, I would see so many different people, of course, and I went through so many stages, so many like phases of awareness that it became more and more fascinating the more I did it. Um, and of course this isn't really about the other person, um, although the extending that, that love to them I think has an impact on others. So, you know, it sends out an energetic, um, Uh, sort of force if you like Um, but really it's about us, it's about noticing what are the stages that we go through. So initially I noticed how easy it was to think you're beautiful when the other person met some kind of um, aesthetic principle or they seemed really smiley and approachable and Perhaps I saw them interact with another person and then I could make some kind of value judgment based on that. So I could say, oh, you seem like a good person. I can apply the phrase, you're beautiful to you. And then I noticed that I was often basing my value judgment on how they met some previously hidden criteria in terms of how similar they seem to be to me, you know, whether or not they were in the same tribe, if you like, as me. And if yes, then it seems to be a bit easier for me to apply these words and to mentally say, you're beautiful. And then mm, things starting to get a little bit trickier. I noticed that when I felt sorry for someone, or i felt pity for the other person then often that would sort of create a kind of softening inside and and i could see beneath what i might have observed or dismissed or not liked in their outer self um so of course pity is a really challenging thing because it implies we're somehow better than the other person so I noticed that too. And Then I also noticed how incredibly hard it was when my eye fell upon someone who fitted some other stereotype. So perhaps someone who seemed a little scary, a bit fierce or aggressive. Um, or someone that I would ordinarily do my best not to see or not to connect with in any way. And that was when the practice became truly deep. So drawing on that well of love that we all hold inside us to truly see the other person in all their humanity, just as um, in my heart, I would like them to see me. So I shared this practice as part of the last face-to-face retreat that we ran in London just before lockdown. And the invitation to all of the women who joined us there, and I think there were over 20 of us actually, it was a really gorgeous, gorgeous day all about how we can practice self-care and I offered up this exercise as a self-care practice and I'll come on to how we can really deepen it in a moment Um, but the invitation was to all the women who joined us that as they traveled to the retreat that they experimented with this practice to observe others. And I think just to reiterate really, this isn't, again, this isn't about staring at somebody or analysing them or assessing them in any way. It is simply taking that, that first connection with them, those first seconds of, or microseconds, of awareness of the other person and just dropping into that feeling you're beautiful. Tapping in like I said before to that deep well of love that we all hold. So so actually if you were one of the women who joined us at that retreat I would love to know your reflections on how it was to do the exercise at the time and, and just to see um, how it is to try it again today you know is there any distinction here or you know was it just like an impossible thing to do or was it something that really like sparked your curiosity like just anything goes you know obviously there's no right or wrong Um, and really I think this is about building the habit of noticing our biases and and not being driven by them. You know, we all have bias. It's it's part of how we build connection with others ironically. You know, it's that tribal quality that we all seek when we're we're looking for, you know, you're the same. You're the same as me. We are connected. And it is part of Maslow's belonging. You know, I talked about that in the episode a couple of uh, weeks ago um around gossip, the one uh, ooh, have you heard that one? Um But while, you know, these biases, they originated actually to serve a purpose, you know, they they originated to to drive that connection, they can be an enormous hindrance in how we connect to others today. And I suppose in a way, uh, you know, these are kind of buzzwords for the time, you know, we can look at this experiment almost like an exercise in diversity, equity and inclusion. You know, when we can look on everyone we see and notice the core humanity within them and see the raw beauty in that, then, then I think, you know, we have an opportunity to really see the whole person too. We can sort of, we begin with the love and then we can step back and see and see all of who they are. Um, you know this is a big ask of course I I did begin this episode by saying you know it's a delicious delightful experiment but it's not without its challenges and you know I'm not saying that every time I lay my eyes on someone it is easy to say you know you are beautiful but I think the practice of it really serves us and and actually, if I'm honest, I haven't, haven't sort of thought about this exercise for quite a while, but it came up again today and I just thought this feels like a really lovely thing to share and, and a lovely thing for me personally to practice again. So um, the invitation is to join me in that experiment. And of course, there is someone else that we can turn this loving attention toward. And we can extend it to ourselves. We can look in the mirror and we can notice all our judgments, all our biases, all the stories we carry about how people should or shouldn't look. And we can put all of those things gently to one side and we can just see ourselves in our humanity and say, you are beautiful. And if you're interested in exploring this kind of mirror work, then see the episode that I shared in season one, um, I think it was round about episode 11, something like that. Um, it's called Mirror, Mirror. And if you go onto my website, you can search for it. Just put mirror into the search term. Uh, or you can see the link in the show notes as well. I'll put a link in there. Um, but this is, that episode in particular is all about how we can um, develop our connection with ourselves uh, through a series of practices that we can uh, we can experiment with. Um, so that's it for today and as ever I would really love to hear where this takes your thoughts. Um, please do follow the podcast if you're listening or subscribe if you're watching on YouTube Um And also join the mailing list as well, if you're not yet uh, on there, um, just go to hennyflynn.co.uk and you'll get the episodes uh, straight to your inbox every Sunday. And, And if you're curious about how it would be to actually work together, if there's something that you're looking to shift, create your own inner shifts or there's something that you're looking to change or there's a change happening around you that you want to manage in a slightly different way perhaps and you're curious about how it would be to work with me to do that then let's have a chat and again I'll put a link into the show notes um, so you can just book something straight into my diary and um, we can just have a virtual coffee and just see how that would be. So, really just gorgeous to be here. Um, Let's hope all of this uh, different tech has um, served its purpose today. And I send you a hug.